Uh, well, I guess I wasn't the uh, first chicken to the party, I guess. I don't know why I said chicken. Uh, I'm going to retake that. I'm going to take... Uh, can I get another take of that? No, no, come in. Come in. No, in these games. <laughs> no please. Don't make me. <laughs> People will listen party. to this. If you clacked up... Okay, James host doesn't have to commit that, but James has. It's gonna it's gonna stay in. I'm not cutting it. Jose walks in and says, uh, "More yes. merch. I'm not the first chicken to the party." <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> this is why I don't like the idea of my voice being recorded because <laughs> I say something. This is Julian, your storyteller for this Vampire the Masquerade game. This is typically where we would put ads, albeit later in the episode, but since we don't have any sponsors currently, we figured this would be a good time for you to get to know us, the world we created, and the characters we're playing as. First of all, we're a group of friends who started playing in late 2018, playing Scion, another World of Darkness campaign. Once we finished that up, we thought, hey, We've always wanted to start a podcast, so with this new vampire game, why don't we do just that? And that's how we got here. A big thank you to everyone who's supported us so far. And from me, a giant thank you to all my players. I could not imagine playing with a more lovely group of people. I love each and every one of you so very much. But moving on, we've decided that there are some things that you need to know about Vampire the Masquerade, such as terminology. Starting off... Vampires typically don't call themselves vampires, they call themselves kindred. They also call humans kine, just as a bit of a code name, if that makes sense. In kindred society, there are four different sects, more or less. The first being Camarilla. They believe in ruling from the shadows with a very, very old doctrine of rules and habits and are seen as very bureaucratic among all the other vampire sects. Next are the Anarchs, who think that while the Camarilla have some good points, they're way too strict. They believe that there needs to be some balance in the Camarilla. They also believe that those who rule it are really old and just aren't in touch with human society anymore. Granted, this varies from person to or kindred to kindred, my apologies. And where you are, who you're talking to, what time period is it? So there's some discrepancy there. Another sect is the Sabbat. They're kindred who believe that humans are inferior to vampires and that vampires should be able to kill however many mortals they want. Consequences be damned. Another one is the Independents, who are kindred who went, hmm, this seems like a lot. You know what, as long as we don't get caught by the humans, we'll be fine, and just kind of took a step away from all that drama. Another piece of terminology you should know is the word prince. It is used for the ruling kindred of either a city or a state, a district. It varies depending on how powerful they are. But the terminology is always used, is always used regardless of gender. So male, female, non-binary, everything in between. Everyone uses the term prince. 
There's also clans. Each vampire clan has different weaknesses, such as, you know, besides the usual sunlight and fire, uh, such as not appearing in photographs or being entranced by beauty or not showing up uh, in mirrors, things like that. They also have their own disciplines, which are vampiric powers. Another important thing for you to know is that there are thin bloods. When a vampire creates another vampire, their power gets diluted. And a thin blood is when that power is so diluted that the, the person is basically just a slightly better than average human. Very little vampiric power there. They're typically seen by the elders as, oh no, it's a sign of the end times, or oh, they're weak and powerless and they should just be killed. And finally, one last concept is the concept of diablerie. That is when a kindred consumes another kindred and steals all of their power. Not just draining them of their blood, but consuming their essence. It's a very taboo thing in kindred society to participate in that unless you've literally been, like, sanctioned by the prince. And if you make a vor joke, I'm legally allowed to kill you. Finally, if some of this doesn't make sense, we will have a page up on our website, giving you a little bit more detail here than in the few minutes that I can cover. If you think that anything is lacking, or if you want to know anything immediately, feel free to go to the Vampire the Masquerade wiki and take a look around. Keep in mind we're playing version 20, so some of the things might not be entirely correct because they're from version 5. Uh, some things about the setting... We're playing, or the characters are playing in late October of 2018, and that's why we viewed it fit to release it on October 31st. Happy Halloween, by the way. And in this setting, Prince Tabitha has recently overthrown Prince Valencio, a Toreador who kind of radicalized the Camarilla and united them with the Anarchs. The elders didn't like that very much, Prince Tabitha representing them, and decided to kick Valencio out. There's still many debates about how this happened, if Valencio was diablerized or straight up killed or blackmailed or ran out. There's a lot of speculation there. But for now, that's all you really need to know. I'm sure our players will also figure out some things as they go along this journey with you. Thank you so much for giving us a shot. Happy Halloween, and I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. Hi, I am I am your storyteller. I will be your Julian for this evening. They, <laughs> them, or he, him pronouns. Uh, I play literally everyone else, so you'll you'll hear my voice a lot. I'm so sorry in advance. Okay, let's go from the top of the list. James. Howdy, I am James. I will be playing the part of one Jose Almanza. I am here to be... Uh, Morally questionable in a roundabout way, and we'll see how that turns out. Uh, uh, Cookie? Hi, I'm Cookie. My pronouns are they, them. And I'm going to be playing Patrick. He's uh, Patrick Lennon. He's a tired, tired, tired old man. He's not that old, but he thinks himself as very old. Uh, <laughs> probably the oldest of the group. 
Um, uh, yeah. Hi, I watch me. I like I like watching Mythbusters and taking naps. That's my character arc. That's all. That's all I do. Spoilers. <laughs> that's gonna be the entirety of his character development on the podcast. Hi, I'm Nick. I pronounce it be he him. Then I'm gonna be playing Danny Rose, slick New York mobster with a dark past connection and connections to uh, the Nosferatu. Who uh, may or may not have a couple of guys out to kill him, but, you know, who doesn't, right, these days? Hi, I'm Phil. I use he, him pronouns. I'll be playing the character Gabriel Prozen. Uh, he just goes by Gabe. He's, uh, he's, a, he's a simple man. That's all, about, all you need to know about him. He's a pastor. He likes to keep things simple. It's a simple, simple man. Simple country pastor. Southern boys make do. Okay. <laughs> And in mm. contrast with our next player, Sean. Hi, I'm Sean. I play. Oh, uh, uh, my pronouns are he/him. I play Theodore Ryan Collins, who's who's uh, definitely definitely a good boy. I'm, I'm not definitely not a rapscallion who will cause problems on purpose. Hello, I am Tori. Uh, she, her, or they, them pronouns are perfect. I will be playing uh, Erica Rose Walters, uh, a 150-odd-year-old doctor who has an Irish accent and a penchant for biking. Uh, it's a lovely Monday night when you all awake. It's pretty early-ish, and for some of you, maybe earlier than usual, but you're awoken by a notification on your phone uh, from the prince. Congratulations, you got the job that you were interviewed for. And while some interviews were definitely better than others, uh, you all have passed with... Well, you all passed, that's all. Uh, C's get degrees, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> You'll pass with flying co- mm, mm, not really. <laughs> You'll passed. You all passed. You tried. I haven't edited them yet, so not even I have listened to them. I've listened to all of them. <laughs> I should I'm sorry, sorry. I'm the that knows. <laughs> Okay. If you for if you for real want best and worst, uh you all you all who I think best probably went to Erica. That's fair. Uh, worst yeah. between uh Five-way tie. <laughs> Wait, no, I, I will say, I will say, trash, huh? No, I think no, mine unfortunately, was really bad. no, I will say, Gabe's was pretty bad. Granted, he was supposed to have a botched introduction with the princess part of yeah. his flaw, so it's in character. Oh, exactly, it's oh, not bad. It's in character from the beginning. It, it's almost like. We were doing a podcast or something, and we needed to be here for the campaign to work. Shh, shh, it's fine, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) When you all wake up to this message from the prince, she's very enthusiastic and very proud of you for having to uh, go through the interview and to come out the other side. I, however, would very much like to... Do you think you actually got the job? Do you think that, like, your sire pulled some strings? What are your thoughts here? I'm gonna say I think... I, I, I think that's what happened. Just just kind of like, this is what he expected to happen more so. Um, 
this is this is like he was like pushed to do this kind of deal. I think Patrick, uh, Patrick, Patrick didn't think he was gonna get the job, and he's kind of amazed that he did. Um, but he doesn't think his sire pulled strings because his sire just fucked off like five years ago. It hasn't seen him. Yeah, he hasn't seen him that since. So yeah, but it's just like, oh wow, well that's that's a surprise. I'd say yeah, Gabe is pretty. He's surprised that he was he got the job as it were. Um, he knows that he didn't click super well with the prince, and he knows that he doesn't click super well with most other kindred in general because he is very Christian. So. Um, He's surprised. He's he's a little suspicious, maybe, of why he got the job. So he's gonna be watching his back. Danny is not surprised at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're literally the only person who showed up late for your interview. <laughs> Danny walked into there 100 percent confident, and he walked out 100 percent confident. Walked in 100 percent late. <laughs> yeah. Would you say that Danny has the confidence of a mediocre white man? <laughs> <laughs> this campaign is made of white I'm not men. saying... I'm not saying that Danny's mediocre in any way, however. However. If the shoe fits. <laughs> As for Erica and Jose. Jose is unsurprised he got a callback like he has like references and previous work certainly not his sire because that's not how hiring an Asimite typically works but um he has about as much trust for working for someone who just pulled off a successful coup as anyone should be I in my in my mind which is not very much trust at all for this whole situation hey hey it's been a year since the coup still he, he's not very trustful of politically machinated people like that who will just, you know, come in, take over, set up a new regime. That's pretty fair. Well, actually, on that point, uh, you know, the previous prince, uh, Prince Valencio, was promoted due to the uh, the previous, previous prince, Marion, dying. Uh, when she died, it was pretty universal, universally agreed uh, that Valencio should be the Prince of Houston. And he brought in some radical new changes. They, you know, the elders did gripe and moan and complain and all that shit. But for the most part, people were very receptive towards it. Or kindred, I should say. And when Prince Tabitha came in, it seems like she basically wiped all of Valencio's changes off the face of the planet. Oh yeah, then Jose super doesn't like anyone who's that close to Camarilla tradition, so. But Jose is curious enough to see what's going on with this job to go forward here. Okay, and Erica? Um, Erica's more nervous-sighted than anything else. Uh, this is kind of her first dive into the vampire world. She's uh, been in the human world, honestly, since she was uh, vamp- vampiried. That's a word now. Embraced. That's the one. Vampiried, yes. Uh, okay, mark that down. The official term, yeah, yeah, yeah. Vampiried. That's, that's, that's the medical term. That's the problem. Yeah, she would know. Yeah, she is a doctor. Yeah, she actually on leave of hospital uh, temper 
on leave from the hospital temporarily, so she's very excited to get this kindred-based job now. <laughs> well, good, good. Prince Tabitha has requested that you all come in at around 9 p.m., which isn't isn't super bad. She is very excited to tell you all the details of your new job, what you're going to be doing. She asks that you wear something business casual. What would you wear for this? Oh, then? God. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Patrick's like, I only have flannels. Stop <laughs> asking me to wear things. <laughs> Do you? What the fuck does business casual mean? Oh, Maybe you have to iron uh, your flannels first. But Theodore would uh. know. <laughs> I don't, but Theodore would. Theodore overdresses. God, I wish that were me. Uh... I'd say Gabe is, he's pretty smartly dressed. You know, he's wearing his clerical collar like he usually does when he wants to look nice. Otherwise, just wearing like a button down, like a black button down shirt and black pants. Very simple. Jose is wearing kind of like a stock photo version of what like business casual <laughs> is. Just something that is very nondescript and very easy to like blend into a crowd. His whole, like, dressing aesthetic normally is just to be as normal as possible, as close to average as people would expect, just so he doesn't stand out. Yeah, that's fair. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Makes sense for an assassin. Yeah, I'd say Danny is wearing... Yeah, I I think I know kind of the same way to put it. Uh, Is that Danny is wearing the suit of a man that owns one suit. (laughs) You were just saying, because you were an interview, you are saying... Is what you're saying? Like, it's like it's a nice suit, but like it's very clearly seen some wear and tear, probably because this is the this is the suit that he has. You know what? Valid. Fucking Patrick uh, panics because he's got nothing clean at the moment. He throws some shade on the washing machine and it's like when he goes out, it's still like. It's fresh out the dryer, and you can tell because it's all wrinkly and stuff. Um, he's probably wearing like a closed flannel jeans and the clean boots. I I do want to ask, since you guys are vampires, you don't like sweat, you don't really perspire or anything. Why are you washing your clothes? What's on them? Are you that messy of an eater? Yeah, presumably like dirt and dust from walking around places. Wow, imagine <laughs> dirt. Gabe just does it out of habit. You know, he's he's pretty new to being a, a kindred, so he just does what he's used to doing. Yeah. Yeah, Patrick, whatever keeps you connected to your humanity. Patrick gets dirty a lot because he just... Uh, he just... It's not that he can't avoid being clumsy, it's just that he doesn't care enough to not be clumsy usually. He just bumps into shit. Uh, so he usually spills a lot of stuff on him. That's why most of his clothes, his clothes are stained. Um, yeah. It, it's either various stains or just straight up blood. It's not blood, it's jam. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> but yeah. it's Patrick is not clearly out of the dryer shirt, like not ironed or anything. Um, he's trying. He's trying. Sort of. <laughs> Okay, and Erica? Um, Erica's wearing one of her uh, standard uh, button-up blouses. Uh, buttoned right up to the neck as a proper lady should be. Um, 
from her time, which is 1870. Um, <laughs> it Embroidered with flowers, uh, and then just a plain skirt, her hair in a bun, as it always has been. Um, yeah. You all mm -hmm. get to uh, the prince's office. She says she'll probably be a little late. She has a few last-minute details to finish up. But she highly encourages everyone to get together and talk and uh, bond, more or less, as close as, as much as you can. Yay! <laughs> Friends, uh, Julian, I I did want to ask. Sorry, um, how much time has passed since the interviews? Less than a week. Okay, okay, okay. Faster and round. Yeah, she wants this stuff done quickly. But when you all get to the prince's office, mm -hmm. I would I do want to have a general idea of like, you know, who gets there first? What what do the others see as you approach them? This this is where you do your physical character description. We know what you're wearing, but who who are you? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh jeez, you expect me to know? Just kidding, just kidding. I know, I know. <laughs> I'll go ahead and say I'll say uh, Danny gets there first. He gets there early, actually, in contrast to his prior. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, I, I think I think I think I think I think because she was late last time to the interview, right? So he's like, "Hey, probably better not uh, screw this up if we're actually going to be working together." Um, so he shows up like a bit early and I think as others arrive, what they see about Danny, like I've already described what he's wearing. Um, but in terms of physical appearance, he is about, uh, six feet tall, like on the nose. Um, you can see he's very much in the classic, like kind of vampire look in some ways, you know, very pale guy, right? Uh, kind of stand, has a really kind of bolt upright stance, uh, and very piercing green eyes um, to the point like it's almost it, like it's almost slightly uncomfortable. Right. Um, if you like stare like straight into him, um, he has slicked back like, you know, black hair. Right. Uh, that's kind of like, you know, it's pretty short, but it's like what it, what it could. It's um, very clearly like kind of an out of date hairstyle. Right. Like something that probably would have been looked good back in the 80s but like it doesn't quite make it nowadays and you can see he has a scar uh over his lip uh and on like you know this neck as well uh it's clear this is a guy that's like he's seen his fair share of action um you know back as a mortal before uh before the embrace i'd say gabe uh probably arrives close to the same time as danny assuming danny doesn't arrive ungodly early um <laughs> Uh, he's, you know, he's the kind of person he wants to be there when other people arrive to see who's showing up, how they're showing up. Um, say hello Judging to them. Like even. Judge <laughs> hey, he doesn't say it out loud. Um, anyway, physically, you know, he's not a super imposing figure. You know, Danny has this kind of rough um, image to him. Gabe is very much not that. He's not very tall. He's like five eight, five nine, average-ish height. Uh, white dude, brown hair, brown eyes. You know, you could. He's got a, a very slight uh, receding hairline. Like he's he does not look threatening at all. Um, fairly young, uh, uh, in appearance as well. Um, 
slender, but he doesn't, you know, he, he smiles enough to, to look friendly and not much more than that. Now, is this one of those smiles where the eyes are completely dead? Not, not completely. Not, not completely. There's, still, there's still some hope. He's not smiling with his eyes, but he's not smiling without his eyes. Okay. Thanks. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Very cool. I'll be sure to incorporate <laughs> exactly that in artwork. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> uh, I'd say Theodore also arrives around the same time that game does, just like a bit early. He's, you know, just, 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 just to like see, see who's there. He's very interested in, in who else is like hired. I know words. Um, Theodore is, is, is pretty tall. He's six foot. He's, He's pretty pale. Looking at him, the the most prominent thing you'd see is his big glasses that he has on. Uh, he's got green eyes, pretty short, a little bit messy, brown hair. He's pretty thin. He's, like I said, he's really well-dressed. He's like, when he walks in, I think he's just, like, kind of, he kind of just like, walks through an area and just, just fucks with his phone. He's very, like, he's a little bit antsy. Not, like, super, super nervous looking, but, like... Kind of just, he doesn't want to just stand still. Jose, uh, even though he showed up very early to the interviews, just in case other people were arriving, he'd want to see. Uh, now that the group's a meeting, it would be way weirder if he showed up as early as he did. He's actually going to show up like maybe five or ten minutes before the official meeting time. Just so it's like. Uh, casually early, but certainly, like, not notable in, like, his earliness or lateness, just to kind of blend in a bit more before he gets a read on these people. Certainly not going to avoid conversation, though. He's going to uh, make small talk if people talk to him, but he's not certainly going out and gathering information yet. Who would be next, then, Patrick or Erica? Uh, I think Patrick arrives, like, on the dot, so I don't know if Erica would arrive earlier. Erica definitely would arrive a little earlier. I just wanted to um, check in, though. Uh, does Jose want to describe his appearance or anything? Oh, I forgot oh, that yes, was a part of it. <laughs> to describe Jose, he's very deep tan. He's He was Hispanic, so it just kind of naturally came to him when he was alive, and the tan kind of stuck after he died. He's in his early 20s, nondescript brown eyes. Uh, his hair is... Uh, deep brown in a military cut, maybe a little bit longer than usually expected. A little small goatee. The most prominent scarring that you can find on him is on his knuckles from a history of getting into scraps. Medium built, medium height, like right around average for his height. Uh, he just kind of naturally is very average looking. And any muscle definition he has, he tries to hide a little bit to make him like seem a little less assuming than he actually is. The only nondescript part of his clothing that you could find would be a big clunky watch that seems like it's been used more as a set of knuckle dusters than a actual timekeeping device and a set of dog tags that he keeps around his neck. Now to Erica. Um, Erica would arrive on time to the meeting itself, but... Probably would have spent some time beforehand uh, walking around nearby, maybe if she could find like a park or something, take a, take a stroll in, get her bearings, um, probably feed some pigeons. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh, Erica just towers above all the other characters at five foot two. Um, <laughs> uh, She's kind of a, a short and stout little lady with, uh, she's, she's got pretty rosy cheeks for a vampire. It helps her blend in well with her day-to-day work. Um, she always dresses herself in, uh, just the clothes she's used to. So, um, kind of like a grandma, uh, <laughs> long dresses or skirts and, uh, flowery blouses. Um, yeah. And, and when she smiles, you notice she's got a little, little gap and her front teeth. Little cute little front tooth gap. Adorable. Um, oh. Uh she's got um tawny brown hair in a bun and uh gray blue eyes. Um yeah, she walks into the uh the meeting a little early, not as early as some of the others, but uh carrying a, a little tin of ginger snaps. <laughs> and then finally Patrick comes in. Yeah. Description of Patrick for us, please. So yeah, Patrick uh, comes. Uh, like Patrick arrives probably like on the dot of the mom- of the time they were supposed to. Probably like a minute or two late, since actually he's new to the city, so he doesn't know like travel times too well. He got um, lost a little bit. He got he got slightly lost. Um, uh, Patrick is an older man. Um, he looks to be like in his early fifties. Um, although he was actually forty-five when he was embraced. Um, he's heavy set and broad-shouldered. Uh, he's six-one and weighs around two forty, uh, two hundred forty pounds. He's got like that kind of look of those people that kind of like uh, that just like carry like like weight lifters or like the, the ones that carry logs in. Uh, those games in Scotland. Muscle mass, but not, like, toned. Yeah. Definitely not bodybuilder. Like, he's built, but, um, he's, like, clearly, like, he looks overweight. Um, he's got, like, uh, salt and pepper, uh, shoulder-length hair that he's got, like, tied in a loose ponytail. He's got a slightly, like, trimmed beard. Uh, and his face is uh, crisscrossed with some scars from early logging accidents. He's got one going through the lip, one over the bridge of his nose, and another one like around the cheek area. He has, uh, when he walks in, he has like an axe that he's carrying like on a belt loop uh, to the side is of his pants. Long? Yeah, it's just got an, it's just a little axe. What would you say that everyone is talking? Who introduces? themselves first what do you guys talk about etc Gabe's gonna say hello to everybody as they come in probably or as he sees them one by one so it's if I recall correctly it's Danny first then Gabe mm-hmm. so what does Gabe say as he approaches Danny then I guess hello there are you uh are you here for the prince uh yeah Danny kind of looks around almost sarcastically right um yeah, you know, since they're inside the prince's building. Yeah, that's right. I hope you're having a fine evening tonight. Good as any, I suppose. It's a big night for everybody who shows up here. Yeah, I suppose it is. You nervous? <laughs> Damn right I am. He, like, gestures. He, like, points, you know, with a thumb, right, uh, to the... Because I'm actually by like the doors, right? And so he uh, he like gestures um, to it with his thumb. 
prince seemed, you know, pretty all right when we were doing the interviews. But, um, well, princes are volatile. Sometimes they're reasonable. Sometimes you look at them funny and tell you throw it out. Shrugs. Well, my mom always used to say, you got to kill them with kindness. <laughs> That's good advice. You know, except the people who are already dead. <laughs> it's a good one. I like it. A bit grim, but I guess that's what we are, aren't we? You're not grim, you're gay. Except he like gestures at the hand. What? Being a blood sucking monster? That ain't grim. Just gotta look up, look at the bright side of things. Just not the sun. Don't age no more. That's pretty cool. Well, yes. It it does make it a little difficult to follow the path of Jesus, but he like we each have our own cross to bear. You can tell, like if he if he had if he had like a drink if he had a drink he would have like spit take like that's like that's his like reaction. Like, <laughs> Phil, does Gabe bring up being Christian like some people bring up being vegan or uh, you know being on a diet or whatever? It's just like oh yeah, you know I'm. I'm vegan. Oh, you know, I'm Christian. Let me answer that with a different statement. He's wearing his clerical collar. Fair enough. Yeah, he like almost like, you know, goes like, <laughs> oh, you serious? I mean, why else would I be dressing like this? Think this is some kind I don't of know. Halloween Kendra costume? Have, Kendra have weird fashion statements. You ever been to the fucking Toyador Club? It, wait, that's in New York. Never mind. Can't rightly say that I have. Can I ask, when you say clerical color, do you mean something like this where it's a literal bib, or do you mean something like this where it's uh, just oh a piece God. of cloth? Because one of those could, could easily be mistaken as, like, a choker or something. Uh, to be honest, I've... I guess it's probably a bib kind of thing. I've never really worn one well, it's, you don't wear it as a bib like okay it's yeah I think that goes underneath yeah we'll go underneath the shirt kind of like a DP yeah, but like so it's basically a hidden bib I guess a secret bib a secret bib I guess fashion's weird dude it's not one of those like frilly 1600s things at least you gotta gotta cover them titties <laughs> oh yeah it's like that cover one them titties uh, for Jesus Jesus can't see them I'm, there's some infomercial or like dumb commercial from like 15 years ago about something to cover up like the cutout in a crop top, not a crop top, but like of a tank top. Oh god. Oh boy. Anyway, that was completely off topic. No, you're fine. You're fine. At this point, who would come in next? I uh, think we Theodore, said uh, Theo. Theodore. Yes. Well, how are there, stranger? What's your name? Hey, I'm Theodore. Call me Theo if you want. Nice to meet you. I'm Gabriel, but you can just call me Gabe. All right, Gabe. Sounds good. Who are you? Danny. And he, like, extends a hand to shake it. Who shakes it? Uh, I don't think it's pretty... I don't know. Solid handshake. Do we roll for handshake? Roll for handshake. Oh roll gosh. for handshake. Our first roll. Why not waste it on yeah. something dumb? Ob 10. Strength plus expression. Yeah. Regular ob. <laughs> <laughs> show me show uh, me your moves regular ob or regular ob you really chose the two things i'm not great at remind, remind me it's um it's dice first then difficulty right yes 
if you don't have the expression, you need to. Uh, I do have expression, so excuse okay. you. I punch. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I okay. How about how about we make it? How about we make it? Lowball it at oh god. Lowball it at four. Don't roll the handshake roll, man. This is literally. <laughs> Wait, I I just okay. It's not so gonna happen. Success. But Julian, I'd like to know what happens if they botch the handshake crawl. Looks like we're about to figure that out. Cue the video uh, handshake wrong answers only. <laughs> so should we explain uh, how you roll in VTM just for the sake of our audience? For reference, then you are going to roll a. De- combination of an attribute plus an ability so something uh, a physical attribute such as strength plus this is a bit of a gag so maybe we shouldn't go with it yeah it doesn't you don't have to treat it very seriously (laughs) yeah okay but it's a combination of an attribute plus an ability there's an ob set which stands for obstacle of you have to roll at least this number on on the dice in order for it to count as a success. Ones count as failures though, and they subtract one success. So when you botch, you have a negative score. Also, for the record, we're using d10s, ten-sided dice. Oh yes. yeah, d10s. Don't be misled by our amazing logo. Logo, it's fine. D20 standard, I feel. Yeah. Yes. So iconic. So are we actually rolling for handshakes? Are we okay. no okay. no seeing seeing Danny botch the handshake roll? I, I I have quickly changed my mind. Well, I think Gabe's also going to do a handshake, but he's going to do that little like clasp your hand in both of his hands and shake it kind of thing. Aww, the pastor shake. So it's currently Gabe, Danny, and Theodore. Theo. What crimes will they commit? None, because Gabe's there. <laughs> yeah. Um, Danny, like, looks over at Theo, and he says, So, another one made it through interviews. I wonder how many we're actually going to get. I mean, there's no way of knowing from this. Seems pretty strict, though. Yeah. Do you, have you two heard much about what exactly this job will entail? Because I have not heard too much. We were brought in to assist the the Brits, right? She she wants new people. Well, yes, but does she just want bodyguards or? Uh, I, I mean, assume what's... she didn't want bodyguards, or else she wouldn't get me. Yeah, Danny like raises an eyebrow when he says like as bodyguards, looking at you, know, Gabe and Theodore. <laughs> yeah, just too well, scrawny ass. <laughs> the most intimidating. We all have our own gifts. Some are physical, some are otherwise. Some are spiritual. If I had to take a guess, probably, you know, I have some experience with this because I've been to a few cities there over on the East Coast. Cities are all packed together, which means princes interact with each other a lot more. From what I'd guess, if the princes bring in a bunch of people all at once, probably they want something specific done. And if it's a prince, that probably means they want something specific gotten rid of. (laughs) That might be pessimistic, though. Who knows? Yeah. He shrugs. That is basically the world we're, we're in. Uh, people, people want stuff. People do people need things, though. We, we live, live in a society. society. I don't know what else to tell you, my dude. 
we live in the Camarilla. Anyway. Um, <laughs> we live in the Camarilla. We live in the masquerade. <laughs> also, uh, what's the princess name? Because that, that hesitation earlier was me scrambling to find it. Um, Tabitha. Prince Tabitha. Tabitha, Tabitha yeah. Write that down. Oh, you guys are taking notes. At least yeah. one of you is taking yeah. notes. I have a note that is Gabe's full name. That's my one note so far. Oh, yeah. Aww. <laughs> hey, you know what? You're taking notes and that counts. Typically, I'm the only one who takes notes and I'm the DM, so. <laughs> yeah. I take my own no, secret Julian, notes. No, Julian, I, I, I can't remember things. I should know. <laughs> I need this. I don't know I can how give to you read. a full description of her in a bit. But at this point, would Jose or Erica come care to join in on this conversation? I think Jose would show up just about now. Okay, Erica's still feeding the pigeons. We love her. Yeah. <laughs> Was that the pigeons saying that? or the, the pigeons, yes. The pigeons love her. I think Jose walks in, makes sure his like cuffs are in order, that he looks very prepared to meet with the prince, and sees the gathering of people and just kind of approaches. Uh, hi, I'm Jose. Uh, I guess I'm running a little late as compared to everyone else. No, it looks like... There's still some time. We're all just early. I'm Theodore. Nice to meet you. Uh, goes to shake hands with everyone. Everyone watches the roll. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, I think yeah, Danny like shakes his hand. Uh, he has a look on his face like, finally someone else who looks even vaguely intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> what? You're saying baby face Theodore isn't intimidating? It seemed like I uh, was interrupting something. Sorry about that. Oh, no, no, no. We were just discussing about why we were brought in. Ah, how much do you all know? Not too much. Like we said, I guess we're all being brought in to do something specific for the prince, but what that is exactly, who knows? Well, I have a guess. Oh, would you like to share the class? Informed guess, a little bit of city history for you. About a year ago, coming up. Uh, our good Prince Tabitha overthrew our last prince. And word is that she is looking for a group to investigate, not necessarily get rid of at this stage, a potential group that might be looking to do the same to her. My money on this job coming together now, we're probably that group of people. I see. Certainly looks like she's looking for a varied lot of skill sets for this one. Let me ask you something then. If you seem to know so much, you say uh, investigate this group. So do you mean investigate or do you mean? And he like, as he says the second word, he like, you know, makes like a gun, like cocking motion with his hand. Investigate. Unfortunately, that's where my sources ran out. I don't quite know which of the two yet. My money is considering that she's not hiring a bunch of thug shorts who would be able to take on a whole group of our kind, I would say probably the former. Patrick's ears start burning. Patrick flushes himself just to be embarrassed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anything else you would wish to talk about, or will Patrick be joining you shortly? I think Erica joins first. Oh, Erica, yes, my apologies. She's done feeding the pigeons. They say thank you. Wait, actually, do you have... Wait, 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 wait. Erica, our first actual role, hold up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'd love for you to pretty please roll charisma plus animal Ken. Pretty of course. please. Please don't box this. I get to Runs and attacks by pigeons. Yeah, she goes by pigeon claw marks. What's the ob, Julian? Six, regular. Okay. If I don't specify, assume it's six. Okay. But I appreciate you asking. 
Yeah, the the birds appreciate your offerings. They coo and flap away. Good job. You unlock the pigeon achievement. <laughs> I, can, I can now summon an army of pigeons in my hour of need. Yes, it's, it'll be the just like the secret ending of Hatchful Boyfriend. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Just for future reference, uh, I think it would be a good idea to announce our results on rolls. Yes. Some people record, like that. One success or stuff like that. Yeah. I rolled a resounding Obviously one on my pigeon see, fading. But like, okay, so with Erica's one in her pigeon handling role, I guess they coo and they they flap happily. They they genuinely enjoy your presence before having to fly away for the evening. I like to have so friends. Erica comes back from from a delightful. I'm assuming like she got there 15 minutes early and just spent 10 minutes like feeding the pigeons. Oh, exactly. It's <laughs> exactly what happened. <laughs> but but Erica strolls in uh, to to the meeting a, a little nervous, but she she perks herself up and till she sees everyone. Um, I'm guessing all in a sitting room. Is that right? Yeah, there's a an entryway before the prince's actual office where there's couches, a couple chairs, a table that has ice water on it with the little cucumber and the lemon slices, but you guys clearly don't need to drink that. Oh. Has it been refreshed recently? Yeah, but more for formal reasons than for practical, if that makes sense. More for show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, more for appearance system. Actual use. It's for for when the revenue agency comes in to to check on them. Like, oh, you you paying your your taxes, real people taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing icebreaker. Oh well, hello everyone. You must all be the other new hires that the prince uh, has brought together. Um, can I offer you some ginger snaps? And she opens up her, her little tin. It's got kittens on the tin, by the way. And she, she offers it to any of you who would oh. like some. Well, that sounds delightful. Thank you. Gabe will take one. Uh, well, you're here because the prince, right? Does Theodore think that this is a human who got lost? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? Absolutely, this is what this looks like. Walks scene offers ginger snaps to everyone. Yeah. Daya kind of looks like puzzled and he shakes his head. I, uh, I think most of us are on more of a liquid diet, yeah? Oh, oh, of, of course. I, I am so sorry. I, I didn't mean to offend. Um, I, I'm more used to, um, more of, uh, um, I guess we'll say active company. And by active, I mean, like, their circulatory system is still in motion and, and they have beating hearts and I'm yeah, not used kind. to being around other vampires. Please, please excuse me. Yeah, Dan, like, looks looks around, like, for a second. He's like, he, like, leads in. You know, uh, this is the prince's, well, I guess you could call it palace, but, um, probably don't go around yelling that. You know, in places other than here. Uh, oh, uh, of course. Uh, thank you. Thank you for your advice. I, I really appreciate a bit of guidance. Um, my name's Erica, by the way. Pleased to make your acquaintance, Erica. It's nice to see you. Uh, sorry for the confusion earlier. Just don't really hear that anymore. You know. 
not not in these functions. And while like, I say I, I can't really partake of this ginger snap, it does smell divine. Thank you. They make excellent air fresheners. <laughs> <laughs> Just put it like a little piece of fishing wire through it on an air freshener and hang it up in your car. Yeah. That you want and. <laughs> I mean, that's what Patrick was going to do. Oh. Patrick probably has sounds as he's got. Probably, Patrick probably wants <laughs> ants. To be honest. <laughs> Just a little mid-road trip snack. It doesn't yeah. seem like our prince is hiring too locally for this job, does it? She did mention something about having patience with the other recruits. I see. Okay. Honestly, this is Just more than I expected. This is more than I expected to see from the beginning. Interesting times we find ourselves in. Well, you know what they say, three's company, and we're, what, six? Five. Uh, five, I, I think at that, I, I think at that point, uh, Gabe says six, because Patrick just opens the door at that point. Um, I like that. Yeah. That way it's not a fuck-up. Uh, Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> saved by the yeah, pat. Yeah, Patrick, uh, saved by the pat. Uh, the door opens and Patrick steps in, kind of cracks his neck, walks over to where he sees the uh, reunion of people and kind of just like nods in the direction. Hey. Hi. Good evening. Hello there. Uh, assuming you guys are waiting for the prince. Yep. That's right. Yeah. Patrick and uh, extends a hand to the first person uh, to his right and then just goes around. Jose, nice to meet you. Yeah, Theodore. You may call me Theodore. Uh, Theo, if you like. Theodore, you may call me Theodore. Cool. Theodore, you may call me. You may call Theodore me Theodore and like. only Theodore. You will address me as a Mister. <laughs> I don't remember your last name. Yeah, specifically you. You must call me that. Yeah, Patrick just has to like. Uh, yeah, you may you may call me Pat. Thanks. Um, are those uh, Patrick? Like visibly sniffs the air. I think. Uh, is that are those? Are those ginger snaps? Fresh from the oven. A few hours ago, we'd like some. I'm Erica, by the way. Oh, hello. Uh, I think Patrick is confused at being offered ginger snaps being a kindred. <laughs> and just like, again, Patrick doesn't know how the Camarillo works, so he's just, just, just like, all right. When in Rome, uh, he just goes like, oh, yeah, of course, and just takes oh. a ginger snap and kind of like puts it on his shirt pocket. Because <laughs> he doesn't know what to do with it. Just stares at it for a second and then just kind of like puts it on the shirt pocket. Wallet. Just the math uh, photo. Yeah. Of the lady doing yeah. math, except it's Patrick. Yeah. Right, to be fair. No, that should be. To be fair, Gabe's That's just holding his awkwardly and smelling it, so. Yeah, no, Patrick puts on like the shirt, the, the the front pocket of his flannel shirt, just like drops it there. It's like, uh. Yeah, Danny uh, oh. extends his hand towards right. uh, Patrick. Danny. Yeah, hello, Danny. Nice to meet you. So, uh, do we do we know when the prince is coming? Ah, uh, yeah. Danny like, looks at his watch. Well. The meeting, the meeting's supposed to happen right about now. So, you're probably the last one then, unless somebody's running late. Mm. It bit unprofessional when you think. Show up late. 
Well, when you have the entire town in the palm of your hands, I imagine you can set social standings. This conversation is happen- happening between the two people who have been, like, late to either the interview or the last one to show up here. Yeah. <laughs> this is the pot calling the kettle black, but okay. Well, maybe she's going to be fashionably late. You know, some people like to make others wait for them. At that moment, the door to the prince's office that you have all seen before opens up. And there stands Prince Tabitha. She is no longer dressed in, like, a beautiful gown or silk or pearls like you saw during the interview, but is now wearing a very sharp business suit. It's a nice, like, deep maroon. Compliments her beautiful brown hair that's tied up in a very fancy bun. And her brown eyes. Brown eyes are still pretty, though. We stand. She gives you all a... As warm a smile as you can when you're a kindred, and welcomes you all in. It's so lovely to see you all again. I'm so happy that you guys were able to go through the interview process with... She kind of glances among all of you. With varying degrees of success, but success nonetheless. She steps aside and ushers you in. Please, come on, please come, have a seat. You walk in and see the same desk, the same file cabinets and bookshelves. And now, instead of one chair for you, there are six. You all take a seat, and she sits at her desk, handing each of you a manila folder. I take the manila folder. Should should we... Should we be opening these yet, or uh, is there some kind of a reveal that you're planning? She gives you a bit of a forced laugh, like, oh, oh, Gabe, adorable, but uh, no, you're welcome to look through them now. It's just basic information on what all I am expecting of you for this upcoming job. Looking through the folder, you see it's mostly pamphlets, Mm -hmm. flyers, etc., for what seems to be some sort of traveling circus. And she goes, I know that this isn't the most professional atmosphere to work in, but this circus has just popped up, and I won't lie, I've heard a lot about it that's rather unnerving, and I'd really rather just make sure, is it... Hmm, she pauses. I'm worried that it may be either a violation of the masquerade or something far more sinister. So, I've assembled this team to help me do some investigating. I would say perception plus investigation for this role, please. Investigation. Ob six. Ob six, yes. Quick quick question, uh, Jillian. Does this count yeah. as vision-based? It's for a merit. Yes, reading documents is vision based. <laughs> I mean, I, well, I just in terms of using, like, you're good. You're the, good. In terms of using the merit, because if it's just like, if it's like legally based, then it might not count. Is what I'm saying. No, it, this this part isn't legally based. Okay. Give it a little. Oh, Princes no. have to cover their their tuckuses. Excuse me. Yeah. Yes, I mean, you're not wrong. So going down the line, Jose? Three. Sorry. 
Three, Patrick. Two. Danny. Five. Gabe. Two. Theodore. Zero, baby. Sick. <laughs> would you care to spend a point of willpower to make that positive? I would. Granted, this isn't the... Okay. This is, oh. I don't... Wait, so one. do I get this back next campaign? Or is this a next day thing? Campaign. I don't know. Sorry, session, I don't know. Yes, you, you get this back next next session. Okay, yeah, it's whatever. Man, imagine if it was by campaign. Like, you had seven <laughs> points of willpower only. Yeah, well, it's, a, it's, at, the end of the, like it's, a, it's at the end of the scenario. So it's... It's not by session, it's by arc, basically. By arc? Technically, yeah. That's... Oh. <laughs> Oof. Oh. But you get, you, oh, oh, you, for... you, get back, you get it back for playing into your nature uh, and demeanor as well. So. Okay, I will say for, for reference for our lovely audience, we won't be playing exactly by the book, because that's a lot. We're just going to do our best. If you have any comments i guess dude if someone left a comment on the first episode that was just like your rules suck <laughs> we would really appreciate it please leave your feedback any interaction is good interaction i think our interviews will tell you different to clarify am i getting these will willpower back because if it's just for reading i don't need to I, how do we want to rule this? Uh, my you, vote is that dude. you get this back at the end of like whatever. If you're investigating something, or if you're in the middle of a combat thing, or whatever. That's my vote. So it does. It's not by session. It's by mini arc instead of complete arc. Sure. But any thoughts it's there? Your say, dude. You're the yeah, the keeper. Yeah. Storyteller. Oh, fuck you're that. The storyteller. Mini arc. Mini arc sounds. Good. It's just a bit vague in definition, but as long as you can keep, as long as you keep track of that and tell us when that's when we wrap one of those up, then I say okay. we're good with that. Yeah. Okay. I'll write that down. Uh, I'll make mine one then. We're writing it down. Excellent. Thank you. And Tori. Uh, I don't need to spend anything. I got a uh, one automatically, so that that's a one. I'm Australian Lovely. now. Lovely. Australian. <laughs> Hello, like I'm America's Australian cousin. New backstory on Elica. Where did you get in here? <laughs> hmm. Where did the America go? I, I came from down under the floorboards. She's Malkavian. <laughs> okay, so with everyone's successes, at least one success. At least one success will net you... This does seem to be not a disposal mission, but an investigation one where she's asking you to go either get in with the crew and see if they're kindred or just gather evidence that something wacky, for lack of a better word, is happening. And I do want to say with Danny's five, you do notice at one point she is worried about a potential rebellion against her. She does mention a few specific people who uh, are opposed to her rule currently in the notes. So your friend Jose wasn't completely off. When you all are finished, she is sitting there like looking expectedly at each of you. 
Do you have anything for me? I know that this can be a little vague, but you all are very capable. I trust that you will do your best on this, but if there's anything I can do for you. Well, Prince, I don't mean to give any insult or imply anything, but... Well, there's something I'd like to confirm here. For all of our safety. Uh, she nods at that. Uh, continue. You brought all of us, offering good positions in Camarilla hierarchy from various parts of the country, in order to investigate and potentially get rid of a rebellion. In the circus. Now, typically, if someone brings in outsiders in order to get rid of something that might hurt their rule, it's because there's a lot of people in that system that the ruler can't really trust. I mean, you're a prince, right? Surely you'd have a bunch of neonates fresh off the embrace willing to do this kind of thing. Unless you'd prefer they didn't get involved. Am I on the right track here? She gives you a bit of a sad smile. I actually have only been around for a short amount of time. I'm not sure how much you know. I've been here for about a year now, give or take. I haven't authorized that many embraces in that short amount of time, and those that have gone through are under the protection of, points a, a finger up, those elder than me, and that's saying something. So I'm more so looking for fresh faces, not because of lack of my own, but for a new perspective, for some fresh blood Basically saying it's less that she doesn't have people to recruit in her own thing. It's that those that she kind of wanted to recruit are under the protection of those more powerful than her. The elders, etc. Mm -hmm. So it'd be a very bad look if I were to say, hey, I know you just created that uh, lovely new child there. Basically, it's bad publicity, and I don't believe in the any publicity is good publicity. That's just, ugh, whatever those mortals think is, uh, she she literally starts like muttering under her breath about how dumb mortals are. Now, granted, if you don't want the job, I can happily have you sent back to New York, but a job's a job, am I right? Oh, no, 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 don't get me wrong. I'm more than willing, I'm all in for it. I just wanted to get a grasp on the situation. Know if uh, there's people I shouldn't be asking about this. She shakes her head. No, for the most part, I believe that anything that you were to ask someone else, I know you work closely with the Nosferatu, they should be fine. I don't also, I also do not expect for you to come into an awful lot of close quarters with those who wish you harm, but she shrugs. As of now, I can't guarantee anything. Yeah, shrugs back. 
No guarantee of anything in life. I get that. Unlife in our case. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, is there anything else I can do for any of you lovely kindred? Can't say anything comes to mind, Your Honor. Your Honor. <laughs> well, madam. She does genuinely laugh at that. <laughs> well, madam, uh, I don't want to seem too uh, greedy or untoward here, but I. Uh, are there any sort of resources that you are planning on uh, uh, letting us use for the dispensation of this task? Or is it purely whatever we are able to procure ourselves? She winces at that a little bit. I don't have the most extensive funding quite yet, besides my own personal. That being said, I have secured you two cars, just in case one crashes. Please be careful with them. And also... While I don't prefer firearms, I feel like they're used by mortals who can't defend themselves. I could... It is now. The possibility of obtaining some for you. I appreciate it. With that, if no one else has anything to add, she hands you the keys to... What's the coolest minivan possible? <laughs> coolest minivan? Oh, God. We just have the mystery machine. What are you talking about? <laughs> she bought you the mystery machine. That's where all of the funding went. Yeah. <laughs> Please, someone help me budget this. My family's dying. <laughs> New hires, zero dollars. Mystery machine, a million dollars. Well, there's two of them, apparently. She hands you the keys to your vehicle and walks you down to the parking garage and wishes you all a farewell. She gives you the location of the circus, of course, stating that she has also procured you. She flourishes six very lovely tickets. You can tell someone put a lot of effort into the design of these. It's silver with blue and black accents. And a border of beautiful roses along the edges. Is there anything you guys would like to do in the city before we move on? I think if we're about to go to a circus, Jose's first move is to get out of business casual clothing. So he doesn't stick out like a sore thumb. (laughs) Yeah, that's a solid plan. A little bit. Yeah. All right, everyone, let's get our clown garb on. Oh, God. <laughs> Arguably, for some of you, that's what you're already wearing. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Any clothes Theodore uses is just clown clothes. That's the only fan art. <laughs> that's the only fan art that's allowed. You're not allowed to draw him as anything else. Other than a clown. Yeah. You'll address him as Mr. Clown only. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think getting changed, as uh, Jose suggests, is probably a good idea. Okay, we'll go ahead and just snap you all into pretty regular clothes. Unless Gabe still wants to wear that 
interesting fashion choice of a collar. It's, Clerical it's collar, a tradition, mind you. Dude. Um, it, it's, the clerical collar? Yeah. Or, um, yes. What was I saying? Um, is the plan that we're going to like infiltrate this circus or because like if we're gonna try to quote unquote join the circus i feel like gabe's gonna stick Wait, with are some, we joining like, the circus well i don't think i don't think we're joining the circus if we want to do that then gabe's gonna stick with the clerical collar if we're just gonna like pose as visitors or something he's gonna wear something more casual i, th- I think we're going as visitors yeah I left this open-ended to you if you think reconnaissance would be better being members of the circus or going through the circus and looking at it, etc. This is completely your call. I mm. I think a once-through... Some people can join, I think, but, like, I'm not sure about everyone, you know... Joining the circus. Yeah. I mean, I know I'd throw it out of the water, but... I think we should go at I'm, least once. I think we go as visitors, yeah. Yeah, at least once as visitors and see what's yeah. up. Mm. Yeah, so Gabe's going to wear one of his uh, goofy pastor shirts then. <laughs> yes! yes! <laughs> Finally. <laughs> see, what does this one say? This one says... Um, oh, gosh. What's a good one? I have to think of a good one now. I can literally only think of one, and I can't really say that on a family-friendly podcast. Yeah, I, I, I can guess what you're thinking of. Um, Jesus loves you. Oh, it's gotta be better than Aww. that. Just the, the the fucking Among Us references with Jesus. You know who's oh, Among here's, Us all the time. Here's a good one. Here's a good one. Uh, his t-shirt, it has... Uh, Jesus on it in halo armor and it's saying Jesus T-posed for our sins. Oh, <laughs> oh no, that's bad. That's really bad. I love it. That's great. No one here would understand that. that. No one, no one, no, none of, He's, none of these kindred understand this. He's 29. He's been a kindred for like a year and a half. Okay. Yeah. Gabe will understand it, but no one else. <laughs> Just stop for your sins. Hey, Jesus would understand that that's all that matters. Exactly. <laughs> Jesus yeah. plays Halo. Jesus is the only one that needs to understand. I will I will say uh, for what like fucking Danny switches into. I imagine it's like just like a pair of like fucking normal jeans. Uh, it's a button up shirt with like the sleeves rolled up and that is buttoned down like inappropriately low because Danny lives eternally in the seventies. Heck yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Heck yeah. Right. Um, and like he has a pair of like leather shoes that are like super disproportionately nice in comparison to everything else he's wearing. <laughs> Like, like his shoes, like, cost, like, quadruple what everything else he's wearing combined costs. I just wanted to state... Oh, no. This is... He wrote that into his description when I was asking for it. That's, like, my favorite, like, description for for, for yes. all the characters. It's the disproportionately uh, nice shoes. Gap was a very close one. So, yeah, that's, that's what he's wearing. 
Uh, does anyone else have any descriptions they'd like to give on, or no? Uh, Patrick just changes his flannel for a more casual-looking flannel. <laughs> Less dark. That's it. That's there's, the only there's change. There's more stains on this one. There's a, there's a bit more stains in this one, yeah. <laughs> L- looks more used. Yeah. Um, they, I guess just theater's actually wearing comfortable clothes that isn't, like, formal at all. It's like... Uh... What? I don't know, just, 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 just... Yeah, just like just just something that looks just just really comfortable, a hoodie or something, jeans. Mm-hmm. Arika's going a a little more risque, and instead of wearing a skirt to her ankles, hiking it up to mid mid calf. Oh my! <gasps> oh, oh no! Scandalous! Going to the circus too? My goodness! <laughs> my goodness! What what would father say? <laughs> After <laughs> Wait just... Erica's like visually like 60 right So uh, no, uh, no Erica's no. in her she's 20s <laughs> She's visually young yeah. Okay. yeah yeah. She's just the oldest she vampire just, uh, here okay. Because she's in Torpor yeah. forever Got it Yeah I did forget to the, mention the that oldest... in my description Yeah the oldest looking one is Patrick Yeah yeah, everyone else I think is around the same age, like late twenties. Yeah, everyone else is like twenty to thirties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dan's like twenty five visually. That's I. You guys are doing like, hey, at least we don't age. Patrick in his car. <sighs> <laughs> Jose is wearing just very casual stuff. Uh, he's wearing his leather jacket, his like very nice mm-hmm. studded one, and he's also going to bring a little like touristy camera as well as like. A couple of flyers for his bar, so if he does meet, like, anyone in management, he can feign kind of like a business relationship that way. Patrick is just going to take pictures with his uh, his phone in a, comp- like, 100% that's taking pictures, like, selfie mode and just, like, a super awkward angle. His face takes up half the picture. He calls people to take, take photos all the time and they take, he takes forever to take them and they're just like standing there like, yeah. okay, Patrick, they're leaving. Patrick! Important, important question. Second, I don't, just tapping things and like exits out of the camera accidentally. <laughs> Has to open the camera up back in. Important question. Does Patrick own a fanny pack? I don't know if I want to make that decision for I don't know if I don't know if I want to <laughs> You don't you don't want to commit this early, it's okay. Yeah, it's listen, it might happen. It might happen later. We, Eric we is haven't known. seen his We haven't seen his full wardrobe yet. <laughs> Eric has known Patrick for approximately three hours and is already planning to get him a fanny pack for Christmas. <laughs> Oh, sweet, one more for the collection. <laughs> they, they, I just, like, can imagine, like, uh, when we get, when they get far along where they're all good friends and they do a secret Santa, like, a- anyone who gets Patrick's is like, all right, fanny pack shopping time. <laughs> <sighs> okay, 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 enough, enough. Uh, Enough goofins. Well, I do want to say, 
that this next bit could potentially take a while. Would we rather pocket that and save that for next session when you guys come back? Where it's like, okay, you guys have changed and now you're here at the actual place and you go and investigate, or would we rather do a condensed version of that now? I think uh, save it. Do you want to leave us with a description of the circus as a close That's thing? a good idea. That's a good idea? Ooh, okay. Yeah. yeah, just a little narration on the circus. Yeah. Okay, little little babby narration. Yes. As you guys pull up to this place. Who's driving? Hold up, who's driving? We need to make a drive roll. <laughs> if I had to suffer through it, so do you. Okay, I can drive. <laughs> Please. Wait, wait, who has the highest drive skill? Because I have I one point. James. But I do have like... I have like five dexterity I total. have three points in drive. Celerity. Okay, yeah, here we go. Okay, yeah. you know what? I'll say since since Ow. this isn't a chase or anything, you don't even have to roll. I just need to know who's rolling because I need to make your lives miserable. It's fine. <laughs> but as you guys pull up, it is incredibly packed. It takes a while to find parking. Like, you know, when y you you get there. 30 minutes early thinking that's going to be enough and you're going to wait in line for like 10 minutes. You know, 10 minutes for parking, 10 minutes for whatever, whatever. Oh, yeah, are things you, like that. Wait, wait, are you kidding? Patrick is there. Patrick was texting everyone to hurry up. He's a dad. He has to. He's like, guys, we need to I be here two that. hours early. Guys. <laughs> Just like the airport. <laughs> no, no, no. I imagine that's it. You guys exchange numbers mm -hmm. and it's literally Patrick is like, you guys, we need to be there two hours early. The opening time is actually at midnight. You have uh, you know, like given it probably took you an hour to get all of that done mm -hmm. two hours beforehand. So it's like, Patrick, come on, you guys, we got to be in line. We got to be first ones there. And everyone's like, Gabe, that's the or Patrick. Sorry, <laughs> Patrick, that's the airport. It's the first time it's happened. It's yeah, fine. It's fine. It's fine. Add it to the counter. Add it to the counter. <laughs> Add it to the bingo sheet. <laughs> Available now on our Patreon. <laughs> For listeners, uh, Kooky played uh, a character named Gabe in our last campaign. <laughs> but now yeah. it's, it's Phil's turn to be the Gabe. It is my turn, yes. I've, I've passed the Gabe mantle onto Phil. <laughs> Thank take, you. Take care of the name, Philip. I will. Take care of the I name. I shall. So, whenever you guys get there, it takes a hot minute to park and to get in line. But when you, once the gates open, it, like, it's weird because this place has not, it, there's no marker for it. There's no designated area. They literally came, they threw up the tents. They did not barf them, please don't. They, I, I, I'm not going to say the other one. They assembled the tents. Mm-hmm put up decorations, lights, things that really seem like there should be an electricity source for it, like little fairy lights on the gates, seemingly have no power attached to them at all. They're just twinkling there. Once the gates open, you notice there's no official title for this place. People just call it, you know, the circus, the carnival, what have you. But once they open, everyone's able to get in pretty quickly. It seems like everyone's already bought their ticket. Like, they figured oh. out this place was here, and it's like, oh, we gotta f***ing go. Or, we gotta go. Sorry, cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> it's no fine. worries. It's fine, you're good. 
That's on our Patreon. Is just Julian's allowed to say fuck. <laughs> the uh, just yeah, a compilation of the all the swears that got cut. Ice. I'm gonna leave that. Like, I'm not gonna cut the audio for that swear. I'm just gonna have to censor it so it makes sense. Okay. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> no, the no the five dollar no the five dollar tier is um. Danny can curse. The ten dollar tier is Jose can curse. Fifteen is Patrick, and then. Who who, who between Gabe Erica. and Erica and Theodore? Highest, yeah, no highest highest tier. Irish, like second highest so. tier is me, and then highest tier is Erica. Yeah, it's it's uh, Danny, Jose, Patrick, Theodore, Gabe, Julian, Erica, and then Erica. I love that. You need to pay two hundred bucks if you want to hear Erica swear. <laughs> And then, no, 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 if you do, it's literally just two hours of Erica dropping as many curse words as she can. Yes! <laughs> I'm going to start now! I just work with Tori to re-record all of their audio. Oh, God. <laughs> but just swearing as much as possible. She went to a shanty's bar for, like, a week, and now that's how she speaks. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Tori curses a lot, so it's going to be hard for Erica not to curse. I'm not going to lie. Especially yeah, for some man. reason when I do an Irish accent, I really want to just let the F-bombs fly. I mean, it makes sense. Sorry, Irish <laughs> listeners. It just feels right. Well, especially because you can say That's called fact. being in character. <laughs> I just need to get into the character of a Victorian era freaking... Uh, old lady Irish lady instead of 2020 Irish lady. To be fair, I think <laughs> Ireland is kind of known for its swearing regardless of era. Good points. Ireland. Come here, famous swearing. I will say for now, all you guys need to know is this place seems to have magically appeared overnight from what you can gather from people in the line. Everyone, the second they found out this place was here, decided to buy tickets. And there are multiple instances where it seems like there should be electricity, but you don't notice any power cords or generators or what have you. Uh, And once the gates are open, everyone is quickly ushered in. And it's very bizarre because this place looks, it looks pretty big on the outside, but once you enter, it feels like it's expanded somehow. And when you are wandering around, I imagine the first few minutes are just like a little overwhelming for some of you because it's a lot of humans all in one place. Slurp, slurp. Slurp, slurp. Mm. It's it's like being surrounded by the Kool-Aid man, I'm guessing. <laughs> I have a little more restraint <laughs> than that, but... <laughs> but once you get in, it's very... Uh, the atmosphere is very friendly, very unique in the sense that it feels like a home you've been away from for so long and you've come back to it and nothing's changed oh i don't trust that question were there like a was there like weapons checking done uh it's the standard uh you know we gotta see your purse are you carrying anything Mm -hmm. things like that any metal detectors or anything because i jose does have a knife and he's unsure if he should leave it in the car. Uh, I would say yes, metal detectors. Okay, then Jose's going in unarmed. I'm leaving my weapons in the car as well, then. Mm-hmm. 
To be fair, you all are kindred, and this is supposed to be at least a basic reconnaissance mission at first, so... But my axe! <laughs> and my Glock! <laughs> Listen, I don't use my axe a lot, I do have claws, but my axe! Julian, my aesthetic, come on! <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll take the revolver out to my bosom. Oh, okay. Damn, no femme fatale over here. I mean, they don't, they, they don't pad check there, so you're good. But the metal detector would fuck you, so, yeah. Gabe will, uh, take his little pea shooter belt off, I guess. <laughs> it's not a pea shooter, it's, it's like a, I don't know, a handgun. So I do imagine everyone leaves their weapons, uh, in the car for yeah. now. Yeah, for now. And you all will, next time, slowly go through this circus, uh, examining it high and low for any signs of wackiness. Please know that when I say wackiness, I, yeah, chicanery, I, I fully emphasize, I, I do mean f***y from the bottom of my heart, but I can't say that. Yeah. So we'll just have to stick with chicanery. That's okay. No, it's already copyrighted by the McElroys. Yeah, exactly, we don't want that. <laughs> If I have to get sued by the McElroy brothers, I'm going to cry. <laughs> imagine, imagine Griffin McElroy of all people handing you a cease and desist. I mean, you know that's just a word, right? It's not like a thing that they made up, right? Hey, I'm your. I know. I, yes, I know it's a thing, but I will say they have a. There's a bit of a chicane, chicanery, yeah. Ned chicane, yes, from I know. Amnesty. Even it's I, a word. Like it's just association, You though. can't yeah. copyright a right. word. Luckily, oh, people I mean, have can try. The McElroys don't seem like uh, the fine of copywriting yeah. things <laughs> that they should not be le- allowed to copyright, so. Yeah, yeah I, I, I doubt the Mac- like the McElroys don't seem like the type to do that. At least. I'll look up synonyms. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. But yeah, thank you so much for being patient with me during this next session is where I have really, like, the meat of this plan. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. This is just the potatoes. Or the potatoes. Well, these are pretty good they potatoes. Were. The they were pretty good potatoes. They were pretty dang good. They were scalloped. They had some nice, nice, nice creamy, cheesy, some good Ooh. seasoning on there. Oh, yes. as, I tried, as, I tried. As an Irish lady, I do appreciate a good potato. <laughs> <laughs> And, and as a bitch from Prince Edward Island, I also appreciate a good potato. <laughs> as a human as, being. As a Peruvian, I do appreciate a good potato as well. Um, as Sean, I appreciate this potato. <laughs> God, that's valid. That is very, very valid. <laughs> Sean, I'm just picturing you holding a raw potato and be like, ah, thanks. I just think it's neat. <laughs> I just... <laughs> 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 Thank you, James. <laughs> 